Hello, my favorite human beings. It's your favorite caffeinated, medicated, and never hydrated nurse, Nurse John. And we are back on your favorite therapy session. I beg your pardon. And I am so happy that you're back, Bessie. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to all the episodes. And I hope you're learning a lot. You're really getting all the juicy, the learning part and the meaning of each episodes because i want you to realize one thing that you are more than your job you are worthy you can take up space you matter and you deserve everything in the world okay and do me a favor treat yourself okay it's not so bad to treat yourself once in a while because you deserve it self-love self-care healing is very very much more important than your job jobs are always going to be there but the healing part in yourself needs time needs a lot of dedication patience so do it for yourself and we are back here i am so happy again for you to be here and i just want to show you this cup that i have right now i have this big giant like stanley dupe cup which is actually my merch and it's going out very very soon so stay tuned in www.nursejohn.com so you get to see the new merch i am releasing and also if you're wondering what brand of scrub i wear to a lot of my videos other than the walmart scrubs it's called guard malad g-a-r-d-e space m-a-l-a-d-e and it's a French word that actually means caretaker of the sick. So that's how French people call nurses back then before. Guard malade. Caretaker of the sick. And if you want to get yours, just head to www.guardmalade.com and you can use my code NurseJohnGM. Just one N on this code. N-U-R-S-E-J-O-H-N-G-M and get your discount. Alright guys, so this episode is all about something crazy you have experienced at work or of your colleague that you've heard or with a patient. This is going to be interesting. So this is the type of episode that you're going to want to sit down, get a blanket, get a popcorn, chillax, take a deep breath, and we're going to enjoy all of these. Are you guys ready? Let's head into it. All right. <laughs> all right. First submission. So the craziest experience I've ever had was when I was in RPN school. I was on a med search floor for clinical placement with a full ground and a preceptor. The nurses on the floor wanted to show us post-mortem care as a patient had recently passed and there is not a lot of opportunity for experience in that part of the job. So the group gown up and went into the room with two nurses and one student who was a known jokester and doesn't take anything seriously. Blurts out, I can't be here. And the nurses look up and all the students look at each other. The student says, that's my grandfather. We were not prepped at all or given disclosure as to who this patient was. We were just pulled in. We all felt the room drop in that very moment. That student left immediately and they were allowed to go home thankfully because they were distraught i don't think i will ever forget that moment in my nursing career wait a damn minute how did he not know that his grandfather or a relative is in the hospital oh my god that is crazy i would be shocked too imagine me so excited to see like a post-mortem because the thing about nursing school is that they will try to show you every single thing possible in any situation and if there's anything that comes up that belongs to like the nursing profession they will try to show you so if someone dies you need to know how to bag a dead person and bring that person to the morgue or wait for the morgue to pick up the patient on your floor and those kind of like situations are very rare so if it happens nursing preceptors would literally take that chance and show it to the students so that they have an experience because you want to see as much as possible because it's going to be harder when you're working in the floor and you just start seeing all of this stuff right when you have your license or the very first time it's going to be shocking so you want to be prepared so 
postmortem care has to do a lot with like taking off everything that's on the patient's body, preparing the patient to basically bring into the morgue. But imagine that you are so excited to go see that situation, how the nurses do it. And of course, the nurses are going to let the student help so that they can get the experience with their hands, so they can get their hands dirty. But imagine you come into that room and you're like, wait a minute, that's my grandfather. I would be shocked too. First of all, I would know though where my grandfather is and what's going on with him. How did he not know? Anyhow, that is, that's funny, but at the same time, traumatizing because you're so excited to know that your grandfather is dead. And I hope he's joking though, that it's not his grandfather because if it was, I feel bad for him. Oh my God, you guys. Okay, next. I once had a patient who was NPO, so nothing to eat by mouth. Usually when patients are NPOs, for anyone who's listening to this who doesn't know any medical abbreviation, NPO just means like nothing by mouth. Like I forgot the word, but it's nothing by mouth. Nothing to eat. And was begging for water every five seconds. Even though it has been explained to him why he couldn't have anything to eat or drink, the patient is probably going for a test or a scan. And usually they want to make sure that everything in their stomach is empty. Because the food could block or not show some parts of what they want to like preview or see in the stomach, in the body of the patient. Well, upon doing my rounds, I found this dude with his urinal just drink, just drinking away. When I asked him why would he do that, he simply replied, you won't let me have anything to drink. <coughs> I mean, it makes sense, right? He's right. Y- you you guys are not letting him drink. So instead, he drink his pee-pee. But oh my God, it, I swear, patients always do this. They would not understand anything. Even though you explain it to them like five, ten times, they still won't follow you. And then if the test or any exam doesn't happen or gets postponed, the family would blame you. Oh my God, why did my dad did not get the CT scan, this and this? Well, your dad drink his pee. And or ate food. That was his problem. I explained everything to him, but he was so persistent that he did what he did. That's your family member. That's not mine. And the thing is, like, I just want to explain it to a lot of family members and uh, relatives of patients. We do what we could to the best possible ever. But the thing is, we cannot control this patient. We cannot control your family members and whatever they want to do in life. They still have the autonomy to decide what they want to do. If they decided to eat their poo, that's on them. Did I try my best to like, let's say, make sure they're covered, make sure they have a dry diaper, make sure we would even try to restrain them for the sake of the fact that let's say they're trying to eat their poo so that they don't eat their poo. But sometimes they would literally force themselves out so that they can just eat the poo. We don't have any control of that. And the thing is, we don't have one patient. A lot of us has four, six, eight, 20, imagine 20 different lives and imagine 10 of those who are doing the same thing. I am sorry but I'm not paid enough to see every single one and monitor and literally be on their side. Anyways, oh my God. Well, he probably didn't got what he had to get, but at least he wasn't thirsty. Okay, we got a senior nurse here. This year was 1995, the year I was born. Ma'am, thank you so much for your service. I hope you're still on the floor and I'm pretty sure you're one of the most badass nurses in your unit. I was working a second shift on an addiction unit. I suffered a miscarriage about two hours into the shift. Oh my God, I'm so, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And the night supervisor and my charge nurse would not let me leave until they found a replacement for, I beg your pardon, excuse me. This is, this is the right time to use I beg your pardon told me this by phone told me I would be abandoning the 
patience and that was punishable by law. I beg your greatest pardon. I would have left. I'm sorry, but you just had a miscarriage and they're telling you to stay? Aren't you bleeding? The pain, the suffering. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. The supervisor did not even come and check on me until she unlocked the unit for my replacement. Ma'am, if I was old enough that time, I was probably being created still, but I would have jumped your supervisor for you. I would have do it myself. By that time, the patients were sleeping. I was standing in the middle of the nursing unit, legs spread apart, blood soaking my white uniform and the floor and I was sobbing. It still hurts my heart just to think about the sweet child trying to shoulder her responsibilities and her heart is breaking. Oh my god, I'm really, really, really sorry. This is not acceptable. Again, if your manager or your supervisor is not letting you leave, if it's something that's that makes sense, if it's something that is about yourself, about your life that you need to leave, do it for yourself. Listen, that's awful. I don't I don't like that. That is so bad. I am so sorry. I know your sweet little angel is watching over you right now. Oh my god. That was tough, you guys. I, I mean, I would have not forget that too. I like it when people start with here we go. I was working on the oncology ward and there was an old dude coding after he was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer without options to be treated. His wife came to the hospital. We called her when we noticed that he was going to die in a short time. Period. We all stood near him at the moment his wife came in. She kept her calmness, walked over him and petted him softly and caring on the forehead. Told him that it was okay and that he finally has his rest now. That is so sweet, you guys. Then totally unexpected, sees her walk down, pulls away the she- <laughs> Oh my god, you guys. Wait a damn minute. Prepare yourself to the next line I'm going to be reading. And please say, I beg your pardon with me, okay? After I finish. Then totally unexpected, sees her walk down, pulls away the sheet, gave a major suck and kiss on his dick and loudly thank him for his service. Then walks away like nothing happened and we stood <laughs> completely shot, nailed to the floor. I beg your pardon. Do you guys understand how crazy it is to be a nurse we see everything every single type of people that exist in this world and there's 8 billion of us all different qualities hidden weird kinks of people in nursing at least she did thank him for his service it must have been good because she needed a last kiss and look <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> this is crazy. I would not forget that too. Oh, Lord. Okay. I need to drink some water after that. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Just thinking about it. Listen, guys, don't do that. I mean, like, if you love your husband, if you love your boyfriend, and let's say they're passing away, don't just pull their pants and kiss the toot toot and just be like, thank you for your service. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so nervous. be so crazy. Okay, next. One time, I had a patient in ICU when I was new to nursing. He was arrested for trying to kill his baby mama and the baby. Guys, this is crazy. I beg your pardon. He was sedated and when he first came in because he was aggressive and when he finally woke up he said he had to pee we had a condom catheter on him and since he was in four point restraints we reminded him about the catheter and told him it was okay to pee somehow he managed to pull the condom catheter off when the preceptor had her back turned and peed over the side rail onto her legs he then looked at her and said oh my bad shoddy <laughs> that's 
That's not right. That's crazy. Listen, I would have chopped off. Mm -mm -mm. First of all, he tried to hurt his baby mama and the baby. And plus, he's so disrespectful that he peed on the person. Mm -mm. Six points restraint. Oh, jail. Next. A co-worker was telling me back in the day when she worked in the ER, a girl came in because her stoma was hurting real bad. Turns out she had been letting her boy... <laughs> You guys, why is this so nasty? People are so crazy. Turns out she had been letting her boyfriend put his penis in the stomach and it got infected. I mean, I know there's a saying, a hole is a hole. Some holes needs to be left alone. Oh my God. And I managed so many different stomas before and just thinking about it, how like fresh and so oh, easily infected that thing is. And how big is this hole that your man is able to put his oh my lord i'm gonna need therapy after that like a good year of therapy because that would just make me gag every single time just thinking about it i'm like girl mm -mm. if you're eating right now finish your eating quickly guys because the stories are just getting hotter and hotter and nastier and nastier every single time <laughs> i read them and again guys this is a random submission and i just picked them i'm not really choosing this question there's a lot but i just like randomly screenshot them so that i can read it to you this is crazy next we once had a patient in the icu had overdose and while he was in the hospital his wife fiance and girlfriend and ex-wife were all fighting for i beg your pardon he had to call security because they were literally boxing each other in the hallway for the guy he was intubated so at the time he was unaware that they all found out about each other until he was conscience again they all ended up losing visiting rights i mean you guys oh my god imagine all of them finding out just that time that there's four of them together that's crazy pull the life support <laughs> what oh my god i don't know how to react to that like i don't know if i was one of the women and i'm like who the hell are you and who the hell are you and you who the hell are you three doing in my boyfriend's house i feel bad for the wife the fiance yeah the wife and the fiance and the girl all of them girls please some men are not worth it at all they might look good but listen if they're toxic if they're a red flag just don't do it listen you don't want to be stressing about some guys <sighs> oh lord and this happens a lot in labor and delivery and er and the videos that i've have made in the past is true so if you're still doubting if nurses are involved in drama people patients and family would involve us in dramas that we're, we're not even interested about and we have to fix it because i'm a nurse i should know how to fix that <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember that TikTok i made where people are asking me to grab their uber orders from security oh yeah absolutely i'm the nurse i should know how to fix that or their social security number and their bank oh yeah i'm a nurse i should know how to fix that oh we have so much job for very very small amount of pay every hour we should be paid as much as doctors i'm sorry that's just my thought but i mean the stuff we deal with next john i can even make this off we had an fob father of the baby come up from the ed with a patient to ob triage who seemed a little agitated shortly after they arrived we saw the guard dog with security standing outside of our unit locked doors he smelled like a walking joint so we didn't make anything of it then the ed called to tell us that he had assaulted a patient in the bathroom of the ed waiting room and the police were on the way oh my god 
said, We didn't feel safe, so we asked security to come stand at the nursing station. Why were they even outside of our locked doors? How could they intervene if he got violent with one of us? Anyways, one of our seasoned badass nurses went into the room to being triaging because she wasn't intimidated by him. She came out a minute later saying she refused to go back in there because he had a prison shank. Excuse me? A styling comb with a long sharp end that has been bent in half and he asked for a bandage because he was bleeding. He claimed it was from trying to brush his wife's hair but the whole thing was extremely suspicious. The cops finally arrived and we were interviewing him in the hallway. He was complying but then all of a sudden we were allowed BAM! I thought he assaulted an EVS worker who was walking past them but it turns out he tried to use the force of his head to break the window and make a run for it. Oh my god, pardon? Obviously our glasses shatterproof so he <laughs> So he instantly lost consciousness and we had to call a rapid on them. He ended up in the CQ and apparently went back to prison after he was discharged. Oh, he had an ankle bracelet on so he was on a parole for something else. Likely broke his parole that evening. We were shook. I mean... <laughs> First of all, he assaulted a patient in the bathroom in the ED. Sir, if you're asking for help, and so is everyone else in the emergency department. So why would you hurt another? Oh my God. Oof. Guys, this is so heavy. I don't know what to do. Sometimes when people get agitated, they get intimidating. And sometimes I have to stand my foot and just be like, I'm sorry, but you cannot do this in here. Good thing we have security. But listen, if security is short staff and they cannot be there, we're fucked. We're going to have to deal with it because I'm the nurse. I should know how to fix that. But karma came into him real quick when he tried to bang his head on the glass and then he lost consciousness. Well, that's what you get for trying to hurt somebody else, trying to leave your parole. I'm not taking over this. Mm -mm. He better go back to jail. I mean, his parole is done. Oh my God. And also, you guys, I think they have to implement in hospitals that they check bags of people who enters the hospital. You know those things that the scanner, when you go to the airport and they scan your bag? They should do that in hospitals because sometimes family members, patients, there are a lot of news of people coming in with a gun. I think one in one of our episodes, I talk about a patient, they were cleaning the room and then the patient came back from being discharged because he left something and they and when they opened the cabinet, he left his gun. A gun in the hospital? Absolutely not. Not even one of my patients. Because imagine I forget to give them their ice chips and they decided to point a gun on me because I forgot his ice chips. Absolutely not. You don't have that power to do that to me or to the nurses and you cannot hurt another nurse you know why we're already short staff babe we need as much nurses on the floor but like people are getting dangerous we are told how to de-escalate situation but how to defend ourselves if they don't de-escalate what are we gonna do other than calling security because once they come once you call security it takes time for them to run right what are we gonna do then we have to fight we have to fight for ourselves we have to defend ourselves and first of all defend our patients because if they try to hurt our other patients that's my responsibility those are my babies too oh my god you guys this is crazy no next i had a patient coming high as fuck and violent my charge nurse demanded i interact with him i was new so i did as i was told lesson number one never listen to everything that your charge say <laughs> Sorry, but sometimes they make you do things that's not even within your pay. He then proceeded to break my arm. Pardon. He then proceeded to break my arm, try to shove his penis in my... I beg your pardon. 
Don, guys, you're gonna hear a lot of I beg your pardon in here. Shove his penis in my mouth. He ended up leaving me with lifelong nerve damage, PTSD. Turns out the hospital I work at had a history with a guy literally trying to escape from the ceiling, causing 20,000 worth of damage. In the hospital, I had criminal trespass him three, year, three years prior. When I tried to press charge, initially, the hospital wouldn't have him removed or participated anyway, so the cops wouldn't take charge on him. I fought that and ended up getting charged pressed without the hospital cooperation. Of course, this is an HCA facility. Anyway, fast forward a year later, my co-worker comp doctor was a buffoon and did nothing for me. My fingers in my hands are still numb 80% of the time. I have a chronic pain and the hospital refused to speak to the prosecuting attorney so the man who assaulted me got probation. So I quit on the spot. Uh, I'm sorry, girl. Oh my God, this is so crazy. And you guys hear me saying, oh my God, every time because I'm just sure do you guys see how much trauma we deal with as healthcare workers? Let me just speak to my community. The amount of trauma nurses go through. This is not correct. And the thing is, your hospital is not even protecting. Do you see this? This is one of the biggest proof that your hospital, your job doesn't really care about you. You are just another number to them and you are replaceable any minute. This is why you should always prioritize yourself, what you want, what you need, because you matter most over this job. So the next time you feel so bad for calling in sick, don't baby. Because if this situation happens to you, your hospital is not going to save you. They're not going to be doing the most to help you. They're probably going to show to try to like help you, but you're going to be doing most of it on your own. So please learn from this story i am so sorry and i hope you're fine i hope you're in therapy i hope you're trying to get through this this must be so crazy you're left with so many consequences because your charge nurse demanded that you do this when you are so new and for my new nurses my new cnas any new people working again don't try to impress your unit that is not your responsibility it is not your responsibility that they're happy in how you work they're not paying you you are paid by the hospital sure but you don't have to feel like a family with these people you don't have to make them smile make them say oh my god good job you are so good no you don't need that you should only be impressing yourself your only competition is the person you look at in the mirror every time you wake up and you convince that person you see in the mirror to go for another day to go to the job another day that is your only competition your only person who's going to criticize you and you know who's that is you so don't take shit from anyone mostly not your co-worker okay because they're not gonna take shit from you so why should you take shit from them you know what i mean <sighs> This is heavy. Okay, so this is like laughing and then crying and then getting mad and all that stuff. I love this though. Are you guys still okay? Are we breathing? Are we fine with all of this story? Isn't this crazy, y'all? If you ever experience this, listen, you're not alone. There's so many of us. I we should just have a convention of like therapy for like, let's say 10,000 nurses in a convention and just we go therapy. We all need some type of therapy. Next, the whole eight hours night shift from 11.30 to 7.30 a.m. One of my patients was singing me a song on how he wanted to kill me and his psychiatrist while staring at me in my eyes. He would only stop singing when he would laugh like in a movie in an evil, creepy way 
or while he would just blankly stare at the ceiling. He tried to hit me on the head with his metal urinal while I was on a break. My colleague, which happened to be also new, decided to trust him to go to the bathroom. Oh God, that's number one. Never trust an agitated acting weird patient to do something alone you need two people or three people to be watching this patient because next thing you know they're in the ceiling people climbing the ceiling is real why is not everybody believing in this they do climb in the ceiling i'm not saying this is a climbing situation but i'm just telling you right now that it's actually true never trust a person or a patient who's mentally confused while i was on a break when i came back i was like why are you in front of the observation station's toilet her new colleague trusts him to go to the bathroom and to wait for him at the door when i came back i was like why are you in the front of the observation station's toilet then i check on him to see if he was okay as soon as i opened the door there was a poop on the bathroom's floor and he was running naked around the nursing station in a circle because he wasn't able to find the except the observation spot it was in a kind of a square shape with the nurses and specialist desk in the middle facing the different stretcher another pab tackled him pab is like a cna i also learned that security were not allowed to touch patient also the nurse was like lol not my problem you're the one doing one-on-one surveillance toxic that was only one tiny part of that night after my shift i had a trouble sleeping and contemplating quitting but i still went to my shift the following night oh and after i checked and it was a full moon <laughs> You guys, another true and not a myth, full moon. Full moon, for some reason, brings bad luck to nurses and doomsday and crazy stuff to patients. I think August 1st was a full moon. And whenever it's full moon, people get so crazy between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. I don't know what kind of devil or spirit or possession they get, but they would either code, starts getting naked, scream, do things do weird things and the thing is at night you're alone and there's no staff so it's just you the cna and another nurse and you guys have to deal with this and try to survive the night it's like survival of the night and when you make it in sunrise you're almost dead and ready to quit i am so sorry that you experienced this and for the nurse who said that this is not my problem you're doing it one-on-one you should have report her you know why because that's probably her patient, and again, you're just helping this nurse as a CNA. As much as this patient is your responsibility, the big responsibility still lies on the nurse. And even if it's not the nurse patient, if she's one of the nurses in the floor, she's supposed to help you. And if she refused to help you, report her. She deserves that. You're not a slave. You're doing your job. But again, it's not all on you. This is a team freaking work type of job. My God, getting mad at this toxic people i have had those kind of people that they would literally treat cnas as a slave they deserve to be treated with respect just like us if you want to be treated with respect dignity all of those things you should do the same for other people because if you're complaining about those things and you're not being treated by the higher ups you're literally doing the same because you're not you're treating someone who's under you too and that's not fair and again I wouldn't say CNAs is under nurses because I can tell you right now, they do the freaking best job. And without them, we would drown even more. So thank you again, CNAs. Shout out. And I'm sorry and I hope you quit. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh my God. And she cried a lot. 
That's what she said. I am so sorry. I know it's really hard. And I hope you report this and you did an incident report. Chart, chart, chart. And again, documentation beats conversation. Okay? Remember that. Next, I have a funny story. I was looking after an old lady who had dementia in a hospital. I was, of course, very busy as I had other patients to look after. And it was mealtime. I went to collect this elderly woman's food tray and she held out her hand and seemed a bit fidgety and agitated. And she said in a Scottish accent, how do you guys do? A Scottish accent. Here, hen, I don't want this. I took what she handed me, which was a piece of poop. <laughs> She, of course, was confused and didn't realize what she was doing. I just looked at it for about 10 seconds to confirm what I thought it was. Hashtag always wear gloves at all mealtime. <laughs> this is a learning curve for you, girl. My dementia patients, I would never take whatever is in their hand if I don't see it. I always do check on them a lot because I'm telling you, the mind gets crazy when you have dementia. You can do anything. You can be anyone. They can be Superman. And they can be Spider-Man and do other things. You probably didn't took your break after that, huh? I mean... <laughs> Next. Working in a dementia... There's so many dementia stories... Working in a dementia unit as a first-year nurse, one of my patients told me she was having a baby. She was in her 80s. <laughs> that is so cute. I didn't pay much mind, just asked if she was in pain. And when she thought that, she lifted her gown to show a huge bulge coming from her vagina. I panicked and rushed to get the charge nurse. Unsure of what explanation I was given her, she walked over to examine my patient and had herself a good laugh afterwards. Needless to say, that was my introduction to a prolapse uterus. Things really would shock you. You cannot know everything in nursing. You would need to be some type of uh, superhero with a mind intelligence superpower to know everything in nursing and there are things that you're gonna be shocked because you have not seen it or maybe it's your fourth shift in a row and you are so tired and you don't know what you're doing so now things are just like blurry in your head and it happens to me many times where i would say things that should not have come out in my mouth and it's funny things i'm not saying like rude things like and it's just the situation but it's not about the patient it's that we're stupid <laughs> that's so funny next hi i am an experienced er night shift nurse this was my first code in the new hospital that i am currently working at Everything was ran smoothly, everyone had their role, and we did what we could and pronounced time of death at 2146 by two RN and an MD with ultrasound. A tech placed a sheet over the body. When I was documenting, I noticed that the head part of the sheet flapping. I thought it was the intermittent suction. I went in and it wasn't on. I looked again and it was still moving then, and it stopped. So I thought there's a ghost. But then I heard the breath. I flipped the sheets and noticed patient's chest was quivering. I was like, it's too long for it to move because it was more than five minutes already. A tech who was my friend passed by and checked with me for pulse. I didn't feel anything femoral, but he felt something in his carotid. When I checked, the patient took a massive breath and jumped so far and hit a cart on my back. I ran and get the doctor. While three techs bagged and put him on the monitor, MD assessed and the patient had a pulse. 2156 was when I found patient had a pulse. Lazarus effect just happened. Partly, it occurs within 10 minutes after pronouncing time of death. So patient lived in the ICU for a week. What made me feel better? Family from afar was able to see him. Last I know, he was extubated and placed in hospice. That was the scariest and craziest story that I was a part of. 
a patient coming back to life? That is crazy. I would have not know what to do. I would be really shocked too. I mean, with all of the things happening right now, the UFOs and anything is possible. And this is nothing but scary and crazy. I work in the ER. I had a patient who was 16 year old. She came in with a foreign body. And again, I just want to tell you guys, a lot of people have different kinds of kinks, weird stuff that they do. And where do they go after things don't work the way they expect it to be? The emergency department. And who deals with it? The nurse. Because I am the nurse, I should know how to fix that. She stuck a makeup sponge up her vagina to block her period just so that she could have sex with her boyfriend. She needed to go to the OR to get the makeup sponge out. This is why, again, education is super important. And who educates you? Not just your teacher, also your community nurses. Community nurses would literally give programs. And if you guys don't know about community nurses, it's nurses you find in private or public clinics if you don't know anything if you're a young teenager right now listening to this podcast i just want to let you know that if you need information about safe sex what to do when you have a period and you want to have sex and all this stuff go to your closest public clinic where you can get information from a nurse or nurse practitioner or ask your teacher teacher and nurses are sister who was separated at birth but had the same fate in life they would teach you things you need to know okay and don't stuck things in holes because sometimes those holes are really deep deep enough that you cannot get it back and uh, if you don't want to suffer and go to the er and for us to remove like bottles of beer cucumber banana and whatever i know we all have different types of kinks but let's not do crazy things like that because we see it often and the funny thing too is that when patients go to the er and they have something stuck in their bum they would lie the nurses and they would like oh yeah i i slipped slip into a cucumber that's nine inches please so the cucumber took off your pants and underwear and went inside by themselves please <laughs> another funny thing is that nurses keep their faces straight and they're like really really now like don't 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 bullshit me right now i've seen this before and it's always slipping slipping in the floor slipping in the bedroom anywhere next so i work as a cna at my hospital in one of the four med search floor we have while i'm in nursing school so i can apply some of the stuff i learned that's good so i work as a cna at my hospital in one of the four med search floor while i was in nursing school so i can apply some of the stuff i learned so i just want to tell for any nursing student who's listening to this podcast right now you can do that too you can work as a cna or a tech in a hospital and i would suggest uh, if you can manage and juggle nursing school and working so that you can get your hands dirty and so that you're not shocked when you go to clinical or when you start working as a nurse because you will see things that you would not see in nursing school and you would only see it in real life when you start working in the hospital so if you can volunteer if you can work as a cna do it it helps. I was on my final shift of my five days back to back and I get pulled into our break room by my unit manager. In my head, I'm like, oh shit, I'm fired. This is it. Or something like that because negative energy. He sits me down and asks me, so let's talk about pure wick placement. Cooter, can you? For anyone who know what this is, you know it's not hard at all to place. 
plus it has instruction on the wrapper if you forget how to. I explained how to put it on a female patient and he agreed I knew what I was doing and that I was competent in the skill. According to my boss, apparently, a complaint from an elderly patient, female patient, was made that a male staff member stuck a puric inside her day. Pardon? Prior. I was shocked at this comment from my boss and wondered how someone did not know how to place a puric. I told my boss, that is strange, but I don't know who would have done that since I'm the only one from our floor who was in her room, besides the nurse. And I said I would get back to him if I found out. All of a sudden, I remember a male therapist from physical therapy was helping her on that day. Meaning, they would have to have removed the pure wick to get her up. Then they would have had to place it back. So I told my unit manager that the PT was with her and we came to the conclusion that the PT stuck the pure wick in the woman's vagina. No lube. And it was still suctioning. Oh, oh lordy. I felt really bad for the patient because she was so precious but I could not help myself but laugh at the mistake from the physical therapist. So if you don't know, a pure wick is literally a shape of a banana and you basically put it in between the vagina in the middle and basically what it does is patient can pee and it would basically suck the pee out from that and it's connected from like a suction so they don't have to let's say if they're paralyzed or they cannot really move from the bed or they're too heavy and the puric will do the job so they stay clean but not everyone knows how the pure wick works. Actually, here in Quebec, we don't have a pure wick and I've never seen that. And I've only seen that from the US. And it was introduced to me and I was like, wow, this is a good invention. They should put this in all the hospitals because it would help instead of like changing patients diaper i mean you still have to do it because the poo part but like it's gonna help to like keep them dry instead of like wet on their pee for long hours but not everyone knows how to use this so it was a fault from the physical therapist that he inserted it on the patient's coochie <laughs> that must have hurt though but at the same time i feel bad because it's suctioning she must have, I'm, that's a complaint though. It's true. Next. I work in a hospital and it was right next to our correctional center. I was working transport that day and we had a lady from the correctional center come through the ER. She was a frequent flyer because she'd eat random stuff to get out for a bit. She'd eat spoon, pens, and other stuff. She had eaten something again and had to get an x-ray. They removed the handcuffs to do an abdominal x-ray and the standing x-ray machine was right by the door. Tech and the guard turned to exit room for the x-ray and she bolted out the door. Entire hospital went on a lockdown and we had to go looking for her. We looked everywhere. I can't remember how much time passed. It was probably an hour or less. And someone finally found her. She had hid right inside the radiology department behind a damn linen car we all passed her several times and didn't see her <laughs> best hide and seek she's probably ever played with that is so funny <laughs> patience getting you guys from like the oh my god okay next are you guys enjoying this i'm enjoying this i love this kind of crazy stories you have stories to listen to stories to share last but not the least once i receive a patient dead on arrival on my first night shift off of orientation. That must have sucked, girl. It happened to some of my colleagues that after their orientation with a preceptor and they're working alone, the first thing that happens to them is either they get a cold blue, an aggressive patient situation that's just going to leave them traumatized their whole career. I had a second patient who I obviously never revived 
report on, and the other nurse waited for me to come out while I was busy reviving my patient for 8 plus hours. At the same time, another patient coded at least 10 times in that time frame and multiple times earlier that night. When I called my supervisor for help, he was drunk at a bachelor's party and my manager was out of town. Everyone ended up dying at 4 a.m., Pardon? While the rest of the unit was in flames. Later, the funeral home called our unit to ask why the guy who coded 10 times was destroyed inside his chest and broken down. Definitely not from the CPR we gave him a million times. <sighs> Something happened actually like super close to this. I was being trained in the emergency department and we had someone coming in they were giving him a cpr using the lucas machine so it's this new machine it basically gives the perfect amount of cpr so that the person who usually does the cpr can be off use to another but the thing is the lucas is so strong that it can literally break your ribs like i've seen it and it pushed down this 200 pound man's chest all the way to the stretcher. I've seen it like go down and I can tell you right now, I can already say how many ribs that machine broke on that patient. But that patient did not survive anyways, but it's just that it's crazy. Anyhow, we've had the very situation where that man was coding. So like seven nurses was there, RT and everyone else and then while we're in the middle of trying to revive this man another person coded which is the next room and then so other nurses ran and went to that room and i was just a student that time but i already work in the med search floor so my preceptor was like okay john so you can go on the first room where they're gonna bring the person that coded first and i was so happy to just watch in there so i went in to just kind of see how they do the whole cold cold blue situation how they delegate so i was just inside that but since the second person coded they dispersed all the nurses and everyone is now occupied and then you know what happened next a third person coded on the third room so now there's three people coding and there's not enough nurses on the floor so then the doctor that was in the room with me with the first patient asked me to start documenting and I have no idea how to do it because again where I came from my unit we handwritten everything we handwrite everything and then so they passed me this giant ass computer like a portable computer and they're like all you have to do John is write everything that's that's happening and it's going so fast. They're like, give the patient both of 500. Let's get a PRBC. Give this, give that. And I'm like, ah, e, ooh, ah. It was the most stressful thing ever. And my preceptor and other colleagues are just watching me. Like, it's fun. They're like, oh my God, yes, John, yes. I was like, what do you guys mean? Yes, I peed myself in there trying to do my job. That's not supposed to be my job, but I did great, you guys. I did amazing though. I documented everything. I literally even documented everyone's movement. The doctor went to the left side of the bed because <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, you know what? I am not going to get sued. I am not going to jail. I literally documented everything. Nurse, remove her mask. Change it. <laughs> Listen, guys. Sometimes you're going to do like extra stuff instead of less because you want to save yourself from any lawsuit or anything. And again, 
that man died. So imagine the family wonder why that man died and now they want to file a lawsuit and they want to read all your charting. You better have all the information you have because if not, you're going to get sued and you don't want that, babe. You do not want that at all. I'm telling you right now. So yeah, sometimes it gets really crazy and I feel bad for her because she must have been so, so stressed and I can feel for you, girl. It happened to me i mean it's not my patient because i was just a student but at the same time that was good that was a good adrenaline rush though i would need like a bottle of wine going home oh my god you guys that was a lot of story that we talk about isn't this crazy and if you're listening right now and you're not in healthcare, do you now understand that this is not a joke that the videos i make about nursing is nothing but the truth and do you hear this from the government do you hear this from the hospital you do not you only hear it here in this podcast where i tell you the truth and behind the scene and all the deep shit we gotta go through as nurses as healthcare workers because this is what you should be hearing not save one life you're a hero save 20 life you're a burnt out nurse Like, no, I can save a hundred lives, but I don't have to sacrifice myself to save other lives because I am the priority first before anyone else. Saving myself first, and then I can save someone else after that. Do you hear that, Bessie? Put that shit, write that down, look at it every morning. I come first before anything else, not even your job. I know you love being a nurse. I know you love being a CNA, an RT, a doctor. But you come first before this job, okay? I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you guys so much. And thank you for listening to our podcast. And I hope you had fun. I hope you learned a lot. I hope you're not traumatized as us. If you are, call your therapist now, babe. Or better off, just keep listening to our podcast because this is your therapy session. And again, do me the biggest favor, bestie. Please download this episode and the past episodes if you haven't downloaded them. Leave us a five star and Spotify and Apple and Google and make sure to send and share and follow and turn on notification of our podcast so that we can spread more awareness of this crazy stories. And you know what? People are going to love this more than anything. All the stories that we have here, love it. I love you guys so much. Stay caffeinated, medicated, and please hydrate. I love you. See you next week. Mwah.